Welcome to the Empower Working Mom Revolution podcast, the ultimate destination for all you incredible working moms out there. Hey there, I'm your host, Jocelyn Young, a certified life coach dedicated to guiding moms to build successful careers while being present parents. This show is your guide to creating transformational change in you as a working mom, where you'll discover your own empowering, actionable tips and tools, and we'll dive into inspiring stories and topics such as nurturing your well-being, setting boundaries, managing time effectively, and cultivating self-compassion. So join me here every Wednesday as we revolutionize how you show up as a working mom, which makes remarkable changes in yourself, your family, your career, and the world around you. So remember to hit that subscribe button and let's go on this transformative journey together. Welcome to the Empower Working Mom Revolution Podcast. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey there, working moms. Let's create your best year in career and parenting. Picture a year where your career growth is booming, your kids want to spend their free time hanging out with you, and you're going on unforgettable family vacations together. I mean, wouldn't that be great if that became your reality? Well, I'm here to say that it can be, and I'm so excited because I want to invite you to join us for the fun Mommy Fest Your Best Year workshop on January 20th, where we're going to have fun creating what you desire and bring it into your life as a working mom. This workshop is open for six people because that is the amount of seats I have in my home, which is where I'm hosting this amazing in-person workshop. So if you'd like to learn more and snag your spot, go to empoweredworkingmomrevolution.com forward slash events to sign up. All right. Hope to see you there at the Mommy Fest Your Best Year workshop. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode on the Empower Working Mom Revolution we are diving into this topic of let's call it the disease to please and i have my really good friend here shovna if you have been following the podcast she was in season one of the previously named podcast jamming with jocelyn and she is back with us here today and we're going to dive into um how does um people pleasing the disease to please impact us as working moms and career moms in all facets of our life right and like where that stem from how does it impact our our way of showing up in our career and our workplace and also in our parenting and with our kids so welcome to the show well welcome back shovna thank you for being here again Jocelyn, it's always so fun to hang out with you, and I'm so happy to be back in the new, renamed Season 2 of um, Empowered Working Mom Revolution. Exactly. So I'm so glad to be back in the new season, and Season 2 of Empowered Working Moms Revolution. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. And I want to give everyone a background of how this conversation came up. (laughs) Is it (laughs) Shoba and I were like texting each other back on Instagram. We share things with, with each other. And she shared, I think it was a reel. Was it a re- Instagram Yeah, a reel? reel with Oprah. With Oprah, where Oprah talks about the disease to please. And we just, we both totally resonate with that. And so we're like, let's talk about it in the context of being a working mom. So I'd love to hear from you, Shobna, like, where did you, in reflection as an adult, like where did that people pleasing um, stem from? If you think about like back to your childhood or just ex- like experiences where you, where now looking back, you notice, oh, that's where I developed that habit or that behavior. 
Sure. Um, actually, before we get into that, I think you very eloquently put how we shared, you know, reels and, and all of that for our personal development. But to, in all honesty, when I shared that with you in my head, what was going through my head was, holy crap, this is still a thing. And now Oprah's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing that what? up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then yeah. that kind of shocked me because, mm. well, it kind of shocked me and it kind of did it. I'm like, it is quite a deep conditioning that is very difficult for us to recognize and separate because sometimes, yeah. you know, we all have the desire to be liked. Yeah. We all have the desire to to be happy in the environment that we are in. And sometimes we think that that responsibility falls under the fact that we need to do things so that we are liked. Mm, yeah. yeah. Right? And so back to your question about how this, you know, where this stems from. For me, I think I, I equated this with love and care. Mm. And, mm -hmm. and also the desire to be liked. So mm -hmm. if you were to do something to please somebody because they asked for it, you would be rewarded with attention, love, and care. Mm -hmm. So that whole concept of being brought up in like an Asian community and Asian background is the fact that if you listen to your parents, mm -hmm you will be rewarded. Yeah. If so you true. don't, you will be reprimanded. So mm. with that sort of mentality and that sort of upbringing, I very quickly made the connection that if I do something that is asked of me, I generally get a very favorable response. And so that's how I brought that into my work environment that's how I brought that into you know schooling environment where like you would even do that for friends because mm -hmm. if they ask something of you but you don't really want to do it but you know that if you don't you know they might not like you anymore so then you do because yeah. at that point you're not really familiar with what you actually stand for and you might not even have the courage to say no yeah I think that's kind of where it stemmed for me yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, what I noticed in what you shared there is one, you know, I appreciate the reason of what stood out to you in that Instagram reel with Oprah. And what I heard there was almost as like, it's very nuanced. Like, it's like, wow, this is still happening that Oprah's talking about it. And two, it's also affirming in a way it's like, oh, it's, um, like you kind of feel seen, like, like you validated, you validated that um, you experience that, right? Or you engage in that disease, please. And there's no, there's no judgment or absolutely or or shame or anything on that. But it's like um, I'll link the, I'll try to link it in the show notes if sure, for everyone yeah. to watch it. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those. As I was listening to you share what stood out to you, it's like, oh, there's two things I'm hearing here. It's like it's almost a recognition of the behavior that still is prevalent in in society and every in a lot of people, right? And um, that there is a path out. For, yes. Yeah. 
Yes, mm -hmm. there is a path out. And also, um, the, I think the fact that the way she said it, for me, you know, I still believe, sorry, for me, I believe in coaching. I believe in mentorship and all these people. I'm still growing. So for me, for the fact that Oprah said that she went through it, I'm like, okay, I don't feel so bad now. Right. Because you, you, you start, you kind of beat yourself up about it. Once you realize you've been doing it for so long. And once you're on the other side, sometimes you're like, you know what? I cannot believe I did that for so long. Mm -hmm. However, I would like to take responsibility of the fact that this was what was going on in my head. It was, maybe it wasn't the intention of whoever was doing it, but it was whatever was in my head. And this is how I interpreted that. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that was then. And I think that's what that's the power of growth. Even if you don't know that as a kid, as a mom now, I'm very aware and I'm very cognizant of what is it that I do, how I do it, how I communicate with my kid to make sure he understands that the love that I have for him is, in fact, unconditional. Mm, that's powerful right there no matter yeah. what nonsense he's trying to pull and no matter what little like right because all kids do things you know yeah. and and sometimes they just don't listen because you know now he's a teenager so he's at that age going you know i i think i actually know better mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so in that instance i remember when i when i thought that way i was shut down so now I'm like, what can I do to empower that thinking? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I, I love how you said earlier, it's how you interpreted the experience growing up. Yeah. Because I think this first thing for me is easy to blame. Yes. It's easy to blame and easy to fall into the victim mentality. Yes. Right. And yeah. um, don't get me wrong. I did that too. Yeah, I did that too. Same. <laughs> I, I did that too. And then I was yeah. like, hold on. Two two is required here to tango. So mm -hmm. what is my part in this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you said something really interesting also I caught was, you know, as as a kid, you're um you're learning along the way, right? And so there is no yes. need to self-judge or self-shame because you are learning all the way. You don't want you, you don't know what you don't know. Yes. Right? Yes. You don't know what you don't know. Because yes, like coming from the Asian culture, you know, same thing. Like I was I did things because it felt like I belonged and I received love. Right. I love how you said that. It's about love and care, right? Yeah. And um that's no fault of my parents. That's, no. how, that's how I perceived the situation. And also with friends, it's like, I just want to be long and not be casted out. <laughs> right. So, well, and then you have grown women like us going, like, you know what? I just want to be liked. Yeah. 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 I put that in front of how I actually feel about that situation. Like, that's that, that's mm. the mindset, right? I would rather go against my values and who I am and what my opinion is of this situation than displease you. Mm. Can you give like concrete examples of how that has played out in like your work, in the career, in the work that you you have done? 
Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, for example, at work, as a leader, mm-hmm. or even an emerging leader, but for me, it was more of when I was a maybe an emerging leader, where I really wanted to have the team like me. Mm. as a new leader right and mm. as a woman in the workplace this was like in the tech industry and i was you know being promoted pretty quickly because things were moving quickly and well it wasn't just me everyone like everyone every six months we all had a new title and we were all doing different things because yeah. things were moving that quickly so in that role i was like oh my goodness i have 10 people under my team my team now i felt great but then when the actual responsibility started coming my way I realized that there was a little bit of a, a little bit of um, of shake up like happening between within the team because decisions that I would make would not please everybody. Mm-hmm. And so there's this underlying, you know, stress and underlying sort of resentment that started building. And I was young. I didn't know what was going on in us. And so I basically stepped into those emotions at that time going like, what part of this decision, you know, were you upset about? How could I help? What can I do? So I was going above and beyond not only my professional boundaries, but my personal boundaries to make sure that people liked me. Wow. And it wasn't really to to my advantage at all. In fact, you might you might consider I I wasn't even considering what was the the repercussions for the company or the decisions that were made for the actual organization. This was just all centered around the fact that I needed to please the people that was directly reporting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happened was when when some of those decisions were affected, I then got pulled into review going, you know, why was why was this decision made? And I could not give a solid argument because I actually had no real reasons other than the fact that this person didn't like the decision, so I changed it so that they would. Right? I was very young. I was in my early 20s, you know, my first job. And I think that was the turning point for me to kind of start looking at the bigger picture as to what this actually looks like for not only my team, but like the other teams that dependent on the work that we did, plus the organization as a whole, and what leadership means. And that's when I realized that communication was something that we really needed to pay attention to. And it wasn't really about being liked anymore, but it was really finding out why you're doing what you're doing, having the values align with not only yourself, the company, and also communicating that to the team. So that allowed like having clarity around the bigger picture, the purpose. Yes. You, you put the, the people pleasing tendency behind, like not in front. Now I see it's like, it almost shifted, like knowing the objective and how to communicate is most important. And what's most important for your work that that became number that became first that became first but mm-hmm. you know what though it was very uncomfortable yeah i was going to ask i'm like how it was how, what was that yeah. like oh my god it was <laughs> extremely uncomfortable for a while i think for at least about 6 months or so until i realized that um and at that time this was about 20 years ago but 
you would still be labeled all things like she's bossy, she's this, mm-hmm. she's that. I mean, it, it's taken 20 years for us to even be on LinkedIn right now going, okay, I'm not really bossy, I am the boss. But mm-hmm. at that time, we didn't have that language. Yeah. We didn't have LinkedIn. No, we didn't have LinkedIn. I don't know. I can't remember. But you know what I mean? Like, it was just a very different time for a woman and a woman of color to be in a position like that and not be recognized as a leader. Mm-hmm. But more of the fact than, you know, she's just changing her mind all the time because she's a, she's a woman. Mm. So it was very uncomfortable for me to figure out how to get past the people pleasing and really focus on what was better for the team as a whole. I think that's when I realized, like, I could not walk away from difficult conversations. So this kind of ties in a whole, uh, you know, a, a few different ways of being because there's a lot of discomfort in trying to figure out how not to people please. And it pulls pulls other strings along with it and one of them is like oh my god am i going to avoid these conversations because if you do you know what what's the repercussions of that in a workplace Hmm. yeah it's you're saying it's like being comfortable with the discomfort yeah 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 and that itself is a journey yeah and there's always, I, I hear you say, no matter what, there is re- repercussions, right? Whether you people please or even go in, you know, um, go into uncomfortable conversations. Absolutely. But it comes back to, as I'm thinking, like thinking about what you said, it's like, what is the bigger picture here that we're trying to achieve? Yeah. Who are we serving here? That's it. Who are we serving? You nailed it. Who are we serving? Mm -hmm. So I think at that point, um, you know, sure, I was I was in a very, very early stage of my career when I when I had that lesson kind of thrown at me really quickly. But I put the value I I put the value in the wrong things. Mm. I valued the wrong things. I think that was one of the biggest wake up calls for me about people pleasing. Because the more I recognize that, and it's a trap I've fallen into in and out, like again and again over the course of 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not to say that that was the defining moment that shifted everything for me, but it was defining at that time in that job. Because mm-hmm. it comes it comes up in different ways yeah. sometimes. And you're not able to recognize going like, oh, it's still in there because it's something you went through as a child. So it's almost like programmed. And every time you put yourself in a new environment, it's like a reset. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm also questioning is like with each experience you've had where you've noticed you uh, engaged in the people pleasing, how has that helped you to like, as you engage a new experience to kind of... Um, be proactive and responding yeah. to that, to that, to that tendency. Yeah. So that came much later. Oh. That came much later for me uh, because I realized that the, the latest part of people pleasing for me was when I was running my own business where I, I really did feel like I needed to say yes to everyone and everything. 
because it was so much more public. Um, right? And then you yeah. had social media and then you had Google reviews of people going like, I just asked for this one thing and they said no. So that, that sort of influenced the way I handled those situations. And what changed for me, what the shift for me was again in the way I was thinking in terms of value. And this time I placed worth and value in myself mm. first. Mm. And when you actually recognize what that means to you, and if you really truly believe that this is who you are, what you're capable of, how, you, how you'd like to extend yourself to others and be comfortable with that, your language automatically changes. You don't have to think twice about how am I going to tell this person? How am I going to have this argument? How am I going to have this conversation? How am I going to write this email? It doesn't because it just flows because it's it, you know for a fact that that's who you are. Yeah. So you're not apologizing anymore. You're not saying, I'm so sorry, but I really don't think I can do this. Like, it doesn't need to be that anymore. Yeah. Profusely apologizing. Profusely apologizing because you feel the guilt yeah. of displeasing. And that's why it's a diseased please, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. You feel it. You're like, oh my God, I feel so guilty about saying no, but I really can't. I really can't. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Okay. You know what? Okay. Just yes. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. This is just too much. Yeah. Like you go through that whirlwind of emotions. So for me, it was really finding out what I truly believed in, in terms of my capability, my capacity at the time and not apologizing for it. Instead, saying this is where I am right now, and it's transparency. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. And, and I'm not able to take on take this on at this point. Yeah, you keep coming back to values, right? Yeah. And I think that is the the foundational piece here of our conversation, which helps us and everyone who's listening, who's a working mom, career mom, that that like knowing your values in every season of your life, because it shifts a little bit, you know, but you, you have certain core foundational values that stick for the long term. But depending on your season of life, I'm hearing it's like, when you are very clear on your own values, and also knowing your own worth, that it. it helps to start shifting, start, start releasing from the, t the tendency of, uh, making decisions and taking action that was based on people pleasing like you start releasing from that because it's not aligning with your values yes okay. that's one part of it the second part is actually what you're valuing oh i love that yeah right more. So what are you valuing are you valuing like how are you putting value on the transaction that's happening right now of that people pleasing Mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. value does that hold yeah and how does that speak to your actual inner values Ooh, love so that. putting the values of on others going like i need for me to to be seen as valued i need to say yes to you mm. so it's kind of like a it, it's a two-parter right it's like you got to see that you are now putting a value on the transaction that's going to be happening and you're looking for that external validation 
to then counter your worth. Mm. So then you have to ask yourself, why, why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Why am I seek? Why am I using this transaction to seek that? Yes. Why am I seeking this value outside of myself? Mm. What part of that is lacking inside of me that I can show up in my worth? Ooh, that's digging deep. Mm. Yeah, I felt that too. Sudden (laughs) gush of like hot (laughs) blood rushing into my face through my heart. (laughs) We're digging deep here, folks. Yeah. So I think that's where that, and that's why she calls it the disease. In my opinion, that's where. That's where it is because it's so deep and sometimes it can be a very confusing, um, a confusing web of so many entangled emotions and, and how do you untangle that to then understand why you're doing it over and over again? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I, you know, I noticed that in um, also my parenting and how I engage with my kids. Like, you know, when they ask you for something and you yep. were, you just, I just want to say yes because I don't want them to be mad at me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and and so I'm starting to notice that in how I parent my kids. And it's like, oh, like, what am I, what am I teaching here? What am I modeling here for for my kids, right? Yeah. Do you find that or have you experienced that as a as a mom? I have. Um yeah, the fact that I do want my I I I would like my kid to like me. Yeah. I would like him not to think that I'm, you know, like a dinosaur who doesn't understand anything that's going on in his world. Yeah. But the most recent interaction where I had to kind of swallow this pill of like it's okay if he doesn't like me, but this is something that he needs to do was um it it was actually really tricky because I think what happened was that I I talked I, I talked him to death. Like I talked so much until he was so tired that he gave in. <laughs> so I'm still examining that. But <laughs> what I realized is that again, if you if you talk to them and not talk down to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes a little bit of a difference, I find. Yeah. Yeah, because they understand way more than we give them credit for. Yeah, yeah. And and it's also just a fact of telling them why you feel the, the, the same way we need them to justify some of the things that they ask for. I will now justify some of the things that I would like for for him to either attend or do or be present about, you know. And one of them was um, go to work with your parent day. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's grade nine and mm-hmm. we both work from home. Mm-hmm. And so he thought it was a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> My husband works on Eastern time. So that means that his day, his uh, one of his earliest meetings starts at six in the morning for us. Mm-hmm. So Kieran doesn't actually get up at six in the morning. So he didn't think he needed to because he said, all I need to do is interview you. Mm-hmm. So the way I had to explain this and he didn't like it. Yeah. So I had to let go of the expectation of like, I need my kid to like me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be doing what will please him, which is let him sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. 
right? And and try and, and and try and try to figure out how else I can explain this to him to honor the fact that when you go to work with your parent, that means that you need to sit in their shoes for a day to understand what is it that their day looks like. And if it means that you need to get up at six in the morning to attend a meeting, you know, I said, and the good thing is that you can do it in your PJs, but <laughs> you still have to do this. And yeah. so he was not happy. Yeah. He yeah. was quite displeased with the whole thing. Um, And I had to, I, I, I really had to justify why I thought this was important mm. to try and win him over. Finally, I won him over with food. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I had to constantly think about how uncomfortable it made me feel mm -hmm. about not being liked. Yeah, I was just thinking. I, I could have given. I could have given in. Yeah, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, okay. Do you want to sleep in? Like that's okay, you know." And then he'd be like, "Oh, mom, I can love you." Yeah, but it was for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. That I was just thinking. I was like, "It's sitting in the discomfort yeah. again." Right for not just you, but also allowing your your kid to sit in the discomfort. Yes, and it's really hard to see. It's, it's really hard to see. Oh, it's, it's really... hard to see. It's hard to experience because their face is all contorted, <laughs> and they're like, "What is going on? Why is she on my case about this? I don't understand." Like, you know, and and for him to process that while mm -hmm. you're there, also trying to to navigate this zone of yeah, complete discomfort but again with communication and full transparency yeah as to why i thought it was important it wasn't about the assignment maybe the assignment wasn't even that deep but to me it was also him experiencing a sense of gratitude for for what we do just because we work at home does not mean it's not work yeah there are sacrifices that need to be made there are things that you do in every job that is sometimes not Everything's not a hip hip hooray. I get to do this all day, <laughs> right? <laughs> admin tasks like who <laughs> wants to do admin tasks? <laughs> so, so that's where you got to check your people pleasing mm -hmm. as a mom. For me, that's where yeah. I got to check it because I'm like seeing him in that discomfort. All I wanted to do was like, you know what? Can we just like stop, like just you know, have some ice cream and just be happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You I want to be the favorite parent again, please. Yes. I I, I have so many of those moments. So many of those moments because I just want to avoid because it is hard avoid. to avoid. Exactly. Yeah, you just yes. want to avoid because you it's sitting in that discomfort is yes. so difficult, not just for yourself, but when you have your own kid who's across from you and you notice that they're having to sit in the discomfort because you're having to explicitly communicate why, you know, this is a boundary or, you know, for us, our, my preteen is asking for a phone, mm -hmm. you know, and that is, you know, part of my people pleasing is like, oh, I want it. So you fit in. It's coming yes. to going back to belonging, right? right? Yes. That you, you fit in with every, all the other people who, kids who have yeah. phones already at, yeah. at 11 and 12, you know? <laughs> so it's one of those, like, that's where I noticed that, uh, the people pleasing part mm. of like, because I want this for my daughter and I also want this for me. It's like two-parter, right? I want to feel like I'm a cool mom and my daughter's yes. not going to despise me and say, mom, so my mom is super strict, yes. right? Yes. And also the other thing is like, I just want my daughter to fit in. 
right? And yeah. right, like, and but that was that's it's still continuing conversation so hard. That's and what I, it is. It's yeah. continuing conversations, Jocelyn. Mm -hmm. You just kind of yeah, you you put that so well. At the end of the day, same. I too want him to fit in. He's you know he's a minority in his school, mm -hmm. underrepresented, however you want to call it these days. Mm -hmm. But um, you know we do live in a very um, immigrant heavy neighborhood which to me I'm very grateful for because he gets to see so much he gets to see so many different cultures he gets to see um, and benefit from different points of view and, and and how these guys are functioning together in the school however they're still in Canada so the iPhones and the iPads and the watches mm -hmm. all of you know the shoes all the cool things are still very prevalent right mm -hmm. and you're right part of you going is, is thinking like what can i do to make your life easier oh ooh, that that mm, that's uh that one just like <laughs> right yeah uh-huh so i i get that i and and again it's about the conversations you're right uh-huh yeah yeah if you could, because I know that there are working moms listening to this podcast, like I'm hearing in our conversation here is one, like having awareness of, of this disease to please and people pleasing that is, you know, prevalent in many of us, right? What would you say if you could give um, a coaching tip or advice of, how to start, you know, stepping, releasing from that tendency. The big thing that comes up for me in this is knowing your worth mm. and the capacity you have in, in trying to figure out what this actually means to you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so, so much of this is connected to what we feel our worth is because at the end of the day when we're trying to please people like really what is it that we're trying to do yeah why do we feel that pull mm -hmm. yeah and that answer is going to be different for each person absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely but start with trying to figure out what is it that you are what is it that that you feel you need from the outside to fill in those gaps of worth? Yeah, inside. That is powerful. If you're listening, rewind and listen <laughs> to that again. <laughs> because I, I think for me, it was also exhaustion, like just exhaustion from saying yes to everything oh. and everybody. As soon as I figured out that I am not everything to everyone, but what I can do is be something to someone. <gasps> oh, that is a, everyone tweet that part. I feel like I'm being Oprah. Tweet, tweet <laughs> that part. <laughs> But it's true, Jocelyn, like the mm -hmm. minute I realized that, things just stopped being so overwhelming. Did you feel that you had more energy and time because you, you instead of spending that time and pleasing other people, you regained that yes. energy 
for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And that one thing you said, you know, about, about how that kind of shift happened with the acceptance for me of being something to someone, mm. it, it really released the fact that I didn't have to be everything to everyone. Therefore, didn't have to please everyone. Therefore, the people I could be something to got me wholly. Like it, they, they got me as a whole. Yeah. Rather than just a sliver because I was just slicing and dicing myself to try and be in every pocket. Yeah. That's a great visual. I mean, kind of morbid, but great visual. <laughs> That's what it felt like, right? It was just like, oh my God, take a piece of me, take a piece of me. Yeah. Instead of giving your whole self. Yeah. So fully present. Yeah. Mm. Fully present. Yeah. That, I, I love that. That's a great way to like just nicely wrap up our conversation <laughs> around the disease to please and people pleasing. Like, I really appreciate just how you shared what is one way for us as working moms and career moms that are, you know, we're trying to blend our work and, you know, being that present parent and raising our kids, right? Like the one thing that you can ask yourself is, you know, what are you seeking in terms of your worth outside of you that's, you know, that you're trying to fill that's inside? Yeah. Yeah. And then your visual, like, you know, like uh, you can't be everything to everyone, but you can be someone, something to someone. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then bring your whole self into that. Right. Because you, mm -hmm. you are, you are more present automatically when you cut down from 500 to five. Yeah. You are more present in those five things. Yeah. 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 And, and for moms too, like, Girl, it's about capacity. <laughs> At the end of the day. Let's be real here, everyone. Let's be real. And and we're, you know, we're not getting any younger. We are the youngest self, our youngest version of ourselves today. I get mm -hmm. that. But tomorrow, I'll be older. There will be a new ache yes. and a new pain of some sort. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I am really very aware now of my capacity and how I can function, where I can function, and be so intentional about what I actually say yes to. Yeah. Choosing what you say yes to. And it's against, it's also part of self empowerment. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Way to tie it into wish, the yeah. podcast name. <laughs> That's right. That was very intentional. Was very, girl. very showed that. That was so great. I, you know, should have paid you for that one. <laughs> I, the, I love oh that God. because you are bringing back what we said early in the conversation: what you value and your values. Yes, yes, percent People could see us right now. Yes, <laughs> we are pointing. I'm at each pointing other. each other. <laughs> yes. Welcome to our conversations, everyone. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, because I, I'll share something that I've learned for myself, um, going back, coming back to that concept of mm -hmm. like, knowing what you value and your values, mm -hmm. right, being something, something for someone versus everything for everyone is um, 
to allow myself more time before I make a decision. Because oh. I tend to, my tendency with the people please say yes right away. Yes. Because I feel the energy of it. I feel the energy of the person. I just like the person, you know, or, you know, or I just want to say yes, because I don't want to see the disappointment in the face right then. Mm-hmm. And for me, at least I will say, let me get back to you. And that allows me more time to really come back to what am I valuing here? And what are my values? The empowerment to step back and reflect. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? It's so hard to do that in this fast It really world. is. It really is. But you know what? You're absolutely right. When you actually take a breather, mm-hmm. you see that question or that ask of you in a whole new light. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being like the trigger response, right? Trigger response. Expect, expecting you to respond like right now, respond to the text right now, email right now, within the hour, like go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a real thing yeah. as a working mom. That's totally such a real thing. It's, it's, um, I think I will say this, but I don't believe it. I think mm-hmm. it's like, it's hard to allow yourself that space, it but is. also it doesn't have to be. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Here you go. Here's a tip. Okay. Um, actually, when you do get an ask, you know, when you, you brought up self-awareness, so you're aware now that there's, there's an ask being put in front of you, mm-hmm. breathe. Oh, that's really easy and simple. We can make yeah, it simple, breathe. everyone. Just breathe. Because when sometimes what I find too, um, when you brought that up was when someone says, and as the trigger response is the fact that you have taken in an inhale, but you but you've held, you're not holding your breath. You haven't exhaled yet. You're like, someone's asked something on me. And then you hold it. And then you're like, okay, I got to respond right now. And then when you're responding, you're like, oh, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, so Right? Cool. Yeah. But if you just take a step back and just like, just breathe, like three or four breaths even. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. already regulating whatever emotion that has come up for that ask. It's good emotion, bad emotion, ugly emotion, who knows? But you're already in the process of regulating how you feel about that ask. Mm. Just by taking a few breaths. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be big box breathing, like all this somatic practices that we do. But if you're in a hurry, if you see a text somewhere and you're like, you know, on your way to pick up your kid and someone's asked you of something, just breathe. Yeah, just breathe. Breathe, and then when you have time, dig deep. Yeah, yeah. And then you have time, dig deep. But <laughs> that will automatically slow you down from just mm. having that trigger response. So try that switch, see what it feels like, and see what's coming up for you. Yeah. When you do that. Yeah, self-awareness, right? Yeah. Leads to yeah. self-empowerment. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like I need to have some like special music for that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're the expert at that. I can't wait. <laughs> So, oh my goodness, I have loved this conversation. Like I, this is, we, I feel like we scratched the surface and we also dug deep. Yeah. And there's so many like golden nuggets here. Um, I mean, like I'll share just things that really stuck out to me is like knowing your value, knowing your values, right? 
I love your metaphors, like be something to some, you can be something to someone. Mm. Yeah. And what are your takeaways of what you, you know, of our conversation today for yourself? My takeaways here are there will be a time where, you know, you think you've, you've got it all figured out Mm -hmm. and then suddenly something will happen that, Mm -hmm. that questions that and be open about it. Mm. It's okay. Be curious. Yeah. Have some compassion towards yourself. Yeah. So when you were telling me all of those, you know, the 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 triggers or the the way that we want to please, and even for our kids, and this is this is the real test, I think, for moms, the fact that sometimes we do feel like we got it all figured out, and then it's like, boom, something else happens, <laughs> and you're like, like, what? What just happened? Damn it! What just happened? So my one of my takeaways was was that when you said, you know, the fact that sometimes we feel like we want our kids to belong, it's easier for us to to please them and, and do that. So for me, that was a sign of we have to take care of ourselves. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Practice some self-compassion there, some self-care, because we are all learning creatures. We are going about this the best way we know how. And we might not be the best parent every single time. And that's also okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that that self-care, I'm glad you brought up, that self-care is that breath that you just talked about earlier. Yeah. Just that one breath is, is a form of self-care. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very simple. Well, you got this. You got yeah. this. We've got this, everyone. We're dancing here. Uh- <laughs> Well, Shona, how can people connect with you um, in the ethers? <laughs> the ethers, yes. The ethers. Well, I am on LinkedIn um, and suppose Instagram. You can yeah. find me at soiret.coaching. Um, If you want to follow, you know, foodie, pastry sort of adventures, I'm on Love Soiret. And that's how they can find me. Yeah. And, and I love talking about everything, food, yeah. culture, silliness, doesn't matter. <laughs> and if you are a podcast listener, Shona also has her own podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about that too? If, uh... Sure, yes. You're so sweet at like advocating for this. I, I completely forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a podcast actually inspired by Jocelyn because we were talking one day and um and and I was telling her about it and and she was just such you're such a champion seriously you were just like do it do it do it I was like do it do it (laughs) it's called color me brave and I talk about you know similar similar things but really just about what you need to do to be true to yourself so I think we talk about entrepreneurship. We talk. I, I bring on a, a few guests, a, a lot of guests actually, who are my friends and and people who I admire, respect, and just amplifying spaces, amplifying voices. Sorry for women of color. Yeah. So that's the space I I love to be in. I I love to talk about their their journey, how they've released from their own cultural conditionings because a lot of them have taken a you know the less um, glamorous pa- path of entrepreneurship compared to the stigma of you know wanting to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, accountant, teacher, and and 
and how they do it with with their kids and family and sometimes just even immigrant life right so it's a it's it's a good space to feel like you belong and mm. just have that sense of community wow. and, uh, and jocelyn's been on it oh yes thank you uh -huh. yes. Well, that is amazing so if you are listening and you identify as a mom of color working mom of color career mom of color go ahead and check shovna's podcast out it's so fun thanks Jay. Yeah, and, it is, it's cute yeah <laughs> so thank you so much for being here on the podcast again it was always such a fun time to have conversation about topics that are like Ooh, let's dive into this disease to please and people. Same. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. I, we could go on, but <laughs> I know we, we would actually go on more. We but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for having me. It's always such a pleasure. And you really do bring out, you know, the 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 best in how we can frame this for our listeners and how we can frame this for working moms out there and and just you know sharing our growth with them and so thank you for having me and for this amazing space oh you're welcome thank you for sharing your spirit with us my pleasure bye everyone hey there i hope you enjoyed listening in to that conversation between shobna and i about disease so please here are the takeaways from today's conversation one choosing what you say yes to is an act of self-empowerment two Healing and releasing from the disease to please begins with awareness of this, sub this subconscious tendency and programming. Three, grounding in your values, your worth, and what you value helps you release from the tendency to people please. Four, you can't be everything to everyone, but you can be something to someone. Five, releasing and healing from the disease to please requires you to be comfortable with the discomfort that arises. Six, allow yourself time by taking a pause to breathe as a practice to respond from your values and worth versus responding from a triggered people-pleasing behavior. And seven, stay open and compassionate to yourself in this journey of healing and releasing from the disease to please. And here are two coaching questions to help you reflect on today's conversation. One, what tri situations trigger your subconscious tendency to please others? What is it that you are seeking from pleasing others? And two, why are you seeking value outside of yourself? What part of that is lacking inside of you that you can show up in your worth? Once again, thanks for tuning in into the Power Working Mom Revolution podcast. If you found today's conversation super helpful in guiding you as a working mom, I'd love to invite you to share it with a fellow working mom friend as we would love for this podcast to serve as many working moms. So thanks for sharing it with a working mom friend and I'll see y'all next week on the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, week, weekend, and evening. Bye.